So the receivable kind of aspect of international payments is often forgotten. But when you really dig into it, it becomes a very, very big part of any company that's doing business internationally. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast slash videocast uh, as of uh, the third episode today. And I am more than happy to introduce Alex Arnold to our show. Alex is the co-founder and CEO of Dunbridge Financial. But Alex, if you could, for our listeners, you know, give a background about yourself and you know, what, what made you launch Dunbridge, and then we can get really into the weeds uh, from there. Yeah, first, thanks for having me on, Chris. Appreciate it. Um, I'm more than happy to give a, a, a bit of a background, I guess, just jumping right into it. I guess over the past you know, 15 years or so, I've been in marketing, customer acquisition roles within e-commerce, payments. FX, you know, a, a wide variety of, uh, of, of roles within that and up into kind of some se- senior management in the FX and payments world. So having been kind of through some of that and, and you know, experienced some ups and downs in some of those companies and, and kind of seeing what works and what doesn't, um, you know, decided that, you know, we probably well suited, you know, to create an offering and create a product that we knew kind of the market wanted. You know, we've, we've spoken to lots of customers throughout the year. We know what works and what doesn't. And we, we understand kind of the pain points that they're going through. So we, you know, we took a long time to decide, you know, exactly how we can go out to the market, how we can, how we can solve some of these customer pain points and, and really kind of build a product and, and a company that, that would make sense in the market today and, and position ourselves well, well in North America. And I think we've done that actually here, which is great. Yeah, it's really exciting to bring you on, um, especially, um, you know, spinning out your own type of product, especially during, uh, you know, the times that we're in now, given your expertise. And, you know, some of the, I guess, the, the recent, uh, I guess, is collapses of some of the larger FX brokers in, in Canada and in North America, just in specific. What I didn't do is explain what Dunbridge is. So I'm going to spin back a little bit and, and just explain, you know, Dunbridge is a, is a um, FX international payments and receivable company that can serve both businesses and individuals. And we're you know, really excited to be helping partner in structuring that, that back-end infrastructure you know, for, for you guys and for the North American market and, and globally, you know, eventually. Um, so to, to kick it off, you know, what, given your expertise, you know, what drove you and your team to go ahead and, and decide to spin out your own type of product? Is it something that you didn't see was being offered by other players or to talk a bit about that? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, having been in kind of, like I said, having been in the industry for quite a while, having worked through a lot of different partnership deals, a lot of different direct-to-consumer B2B deals for other FX and international payments companies. You know, we saw where some deficiencies were lying within product offerings in FX companies in the market today, and also where some of the deficiencies are in the, are in the traditional banking system. So we know kind of exactly what, you know, corporates within North America and also individuals within North America, some of those pain points that they're experiencing as they're trying to make international payments or they're trying to automate uh, their accounts receivable and accounts payable processes within, within their companies, we understand what those issues are. So it can be cumbersome, you know, it can be quite a manual process at this point. If you're using a traditional bank or even some other FX players, 
it's not as streamlined as, as it could be. And there's a lot of businesses that are kind of waking up to that fact to say, well, there's actually some fintech players out there and there's technology out there that can, that can simplify this for us while saving us some money. And we knew that there is that niche for us to kind of come in and, and, and actually kind of nail that down. And we think that's what we've been able to do here, you know, quite, quite efficiently. And, and with Currency Cloud kind of being a, a big support in that, we've been able to, to, to kind of bring to market what we think uh, is, is a company and a platform and a technology that kind of solves a lot of those problems. So we knew there was some pent up demand there. And there was made, now that we've even gone to market, we know we were kind of seeing that there's more pent up demand than we really even expected. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a really interesting time getting it off the ground and going, but uh, I think there's been some, some really good stuff come out of it here in the first few months already. That's awesome to hear, especially you know, the, that side of the, 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 the pendulum of to have exactly more opportunity than, than expected. Where, where were the bigger banks focusing, if they were at all, to, to some of these corporates or even the larger FX brokers? Where were they providing value and where were they missing value that you feel like you can come in and, and, and really pay attention to and, and really help those, those companies and um, you know, individuals as well? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of the big banks do provide a lot of good services for these corporations and for companies and even for individuals again. But where they provide on lending and where they provide on, you know, some of these other ancillary services in terms of kind of traditional bank accounts and traditional banking services, we've seen that most of the major banks across North America and specifically in Canada with the big five banks, you know, they really haven't invested in, in a payments product. So there's a real lack of, of investment in the technology, in the platform, and in the, truly the capability and support that, that a lot of companies will need to truly integrate their systems into an FX platform. They really just haven't done that investment piece. And no fault to them. I mean, that's, you know, these, these big bank systems are, are decades old. There's a lot of technical debt that they're sitting on. There's a lot of stuff that they would have to do to update these systems. And it's, it's, it's really like a, like a complicated scenario where, you know, they can't just pull the plug on one thing and replug something in. It's if you're changing one thing in a, in a core banking platform, you're changing a hundred other things. Right. So it, it really is kind of a complicated web that they're trying to navigate. And that's why we're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of these banks partner out FX technology uh, and, and payment technology, because it would be simply too difficult, too expensive, too time consuming to build it themselves. So uh, I've spent a lot of my career in FX actually going directly to banks and selling into the banks in terms of um, having payment APIs to, to allow them to, to, to just back end the capability directly into their core banking platform. So that's really how those banks are moving, uh, but it's a very slow process. Uh, and, and we're starting to see a lot of corporations and individuals kind of say, well, you know, I've been using my traditional bank for you know, years and years, but now I'm starting to see, well, there's some other opportunities here. Um, there are things outside of kind of that traditional banking ecosystem that will make my life easier, that will save my company money. Uh, and, and that's kind of where Dunbridge comes in to, to be that type of player, to be able to support some of those kind of forward thinking companies that, you know, are willing to, to step outside of that traditional banking system. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's it's kind of like that consumer expectation is translating to the business to have a seamless, more of a seamless experience, but then also to to, to show more transparency with cost for, for sure. Speaking in Canada, so obviously you're you're located in in Toronto. What is the the status quo there for the SMEs and or even the larger corporations? Is it traditionally the the big five banks up there, or is it uh, kind of spread out to different opportunities? Yeah, I mean, the status quo, I guess, means something a little bit different for everybody. But uh, in Canada specifically, 
Um, it, it truly is the big five banks. Um, so the big five banks being uh, TD, CIBC, Scotia, RBC, BMO. Um, those would be kind of you know the, the the main big five banks in Canada. Uh, and while we also do service uh, corporates in the U.S., uh, in terms of Canada, that status quo looks uh, looks like there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of other players in this market um, that support an alternative to those big five banks. They do have such a stranglehold on the market. You know, it's 90% plus of these of, of companies and individuals send directly through, uh, send FX directly through their, their bank. And it, it really is a cumbersome process. Uh, oftentimes, you have to fax uh, sheets into them. You've got to do some of these antiquated processes to, to actually send an international wire, which, which really is difficult and really is uh, admin heavy for, uh, for companies to have to deal with. So... For us to be able to come into this market and Canada specifically even and say, hey, listen, we have a streamlined process here that sits outside of your bank that makes life a little bit easier, that you can manage all of your international balances directly through one platform. You know, you can top up those balances. You can move those balances from one currency to another. You can pay out of those balances. You can receive from uh, your international customers into foreign receiving accounts that will directly credit those balances. You know, it's, it's just, it's putting all of that international business uh, into one box kind of with, with a pretty bow, if you will. Whereas, you know, if you were going to do that with a traditional bank, whether it's in Canada or the US, you're probably going to have to use multiple platforms. Uh, it's going to be fairly time consuming. Some of those platforms won't speak to each other kind of directly. So we think that, you know, challenging, as you call it, the status quo here in terms of international payments with technology and with streamlined processes really kind of puts us ahead uh, of them in the, in the international payment space. So we're pretty happy about that. Yeah, you brought up some really good points there, which, you know, obviously we, we really hone in on at, at Currency Cloud is the opportunity to not, not only, at, you know, combine foreign exchange payments and receivables, um, but doing it on a tech layer, right? And so really having that software provide those services with a back-ended liquidity partner where you don't have to merge both of those together. Um, I would assume in your previous roles, you you know you were offering services, but then to have all of those types of services come together might have been not as much opportunity to be able to bring to market. Um, could you talk a little bit about you know the complexity of actually what you're providing in bringing it to a seamless experience? Um, there's a lot of moving parts that you've that you're utilizing at, you know at Dunbridge to bring to market, and, and and really adding things all together is essentially outside of that multiple different partners. Whereas you're, you're actually bringing those all together for a one, one-stop solution. I guess the question is, you know, are they, the, the, the new business that you're looking to and over today, is that an opportunity to say, all right, we have one solution to bring to market with you? Um, and then how much of an advantage is that comparable to, you know, combining multiple different partners together to, to bring the same solution to market? Yeah, I mean, technology was paramount to us. And going to market um, without the right technology partner and without the right platform was a non-starter for us. So really one of the big differentiators for us is us being able to say we've got, you know, we've got advanced technology, we've got an integrated platform uh, that does multiple things within FX and payments. And it's going to, we know quite simply, it's going to be better than what you're using. So, you know, we're, you know, some of the, some of the best conversations we have with, uh, with, with prospects and customers today is, is a product demo. And that's a powerful place to be. So for us to be able to say, I can't wait to show you the platform, let us show you the platform, we'll walk you through it. That puts us in a, in a great position. You know, we've been in 
I've been in positions in past roles where, you know, there, there is some significant value in the cost savings and in some of the technology, but you're all, always a little bit hesitant about actually showing the platform kind of front to end. That's not the case here with Dunbridge. You know, we're, you know, we, from the very start, from the planning phase, we said, listen, you know, if we're going to go to market, one of our key differentiators has to be technology. So we have to be doing the technology right. We have to nail the technology. We really want to create kind of a, a, an easy solution and not only save our customers money, but also save them time on their administrative work and on their accounts payable and on their accounts receivable and consolidating all that, whether it's through an ERP or somewhere else, you know, just making sure that that process is solved via technology. That was a really, really big case for us in going to market. So we're really finding that that is kind of our end to, to most of our prospects and customers is we've got this technology that will, that will make your life easier. And to boot, you know, we're, we're saving you a little bit of money. So, mm-hmm. so, so those are kind of, the, kind of some of the key things that we're focusing in on. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess, well, it kind of answers my next point, but I guess I'll ask it anyway. So what, what additional opportunities do you see um, that you can really stretch out, you know, Dunbridge into, to really fit into a lane that you might not have seen, you know, going to market initially? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few things, I guess, it, from an opportunity perspective. Firstly, like I said, technology is probably number one. So ensuring that, you know, we have the right technology in the right place, doing the right thing. So technology is a big one for us in terms of opportunity in the market. Secondarily, education of businesses. And that's a big one. So while 90% of companies and, and individuals still send through the traditional banking system and infrastructure, mostly they're doing that because they're just unaware that there's opportunities elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So we know that there is an opportunity for us to educate the market, educate our customers, that there's somewhere else to go other than your bank to save you money. You're going to have a, a better customer experience. You'll probably have a significant savings and you're certainly going to have more expertise from a customer service perspective. So there's a big kind of thought leadership education piece that goes on from us outward to the market to be able to show them, you know, just exactly, you know, how this will help you, how kind of uh, sending with good technology kind of will speed up your payments will make your life easier and save you money. So that, that's a big one there in terms of opportunity is just making sure that we're educating the market. So that's a lot of onus on us kind of outward information creating, but that's something that we're, we're keenly focused on. Another one is partnerships. So partnerships is kind of my background in the, in the payments world. And, and also my co-founder also spent a long time in the partnerships world, about 10, 15 years in payments partnerships. So us being able to, to speak to that and what that means. And, and when I say partnerships, Really, what I'm saying is talking to companies that have a user base or a customer base that does business internationally. So whether you're talking about CPAs, uh, international tax lawyers, relocation companies, financial institutions, how do we go to them and say, hey, listen, we have a product here that will uh, solve problems for your customers, and you'll also be able to monetize your customer base kind of through that. So you become stickier to your end customer while also monetizing that customer base from a, from a regular kind of payment perspective as well. So that's a big opportunity for us. So I would say, yeah, really the technology, um, the education of businesses, and, and being kind of deeply involved in the partnership world and understanding how that works from a customer acquisition standpoint, those are probably some of the, some of the big three kind of opportunities that we see in the market to be able to kind of get ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think the partnerships opportunity is, is really key to, to differentiate yourselves uh, in the market. And, you know, obviously, given your extensive background and, 
your co-founders, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for to bring just and it's less less overhead for you to to have to go out and market uh, to those areas. So it's sort of that, exactly kind of yep. both two stones there. Um, to, to transition a little bit, you know, I was really excited working with you to bring this to market because of our um, the receivables product, and I'd like to talk a little bit about that because it, you know, from from my limited experience to end end clients, um, it seems like receivables isn't necessarily focused on uh, nearly as much as as the payables and. I'd just like to get your thoughts and maybe bring it out, out to the market of what, you know, how, how valuable offering international receivables is and having giving that control back to the customer, because obviously talking through the traditional flow is, is, pretty, is pretty painful. Um, so just love to get your thoughts on, on your, the product that you're bringing to market and the advantages that you have for the end clients. Yeah. So for anyone in the international payments industry, accounts receivable and international receivables is a very, very hot topic and has been for a long time. And not a lot of people have been able to offer it or have been a, a kind of nailing it as we think the technology that we've partnered in through Currency Cloud has been able to do. Um, so the value in that is, is immense. So uh, traditionally, you know, having customers um, pay you overseas is very complicated. There'll be an FX margin there. The invoice, uh, because of the FX, probably won't get paid to the full amount. There's always, always some discrepancies there. So the receivable kind of aspect of international payments is often forgotten. But when you really dig into it, it becomes a very, very big part of any company that's doing business internationally. So you know, even if you know, now, now we're seeing kind of the shift in, in the market in terms of a lot of people selling online that weren't selling online, whether that's through marketplaces or through their own websites. You know, if they're building their website on, on Shopify, you know, how, do we, how do we make sure that we give them receiving accounts wherever they are selling so that they can receive the money created in that geography, in the local currency, and then they have the control to bring that money home when they want. That is a big value add. Whereas in the past, it would be, you know, you'd have to collect the funds if you're a Canadian company, but you're selling online in the U.S. You collect those U.S. dollar funds and they come back to you via a bank or via the payment processor at an extremely high FX rate. We kind of circumnavigate that by saying, we'll just provide you with a U.S. dollar receiving account if you're a Canadian company. You just have that uh, payment processor just directly uh, fund you in the local currency and we'll ha- manage the FX. So you're saving money on that. You're saving headache by it coming through uh, other payment processors. And you're, you have more control over when your money comes back and how. Um, so the receivable end of things, we think, is, is very big. Uh, and, and a lot of the major banks aren't actually um, providing those. And they certainly aren't providing kind of uh, named virtual IBAN accounts uh, to take out uh, into different geographies. So we know that that is a very big value add for our customers as well. And like I said, you know, with, you know, with the world kind of going the way it is through COVID and through kind of a bunch of different shifts in the market, you know, there's just going to be more and more businesses that, you know, are shifting more towards selling online, but also selling globally to replace some of the profits that they're losing uh, by kind of traditional retail. So we, you know, we think that the accounts receivable is probably one of the bigger pieces that, that differentiates us in terms of product from some of the other players in the industry. Yeah. And you had a really good point there that I was just going to transition to next is just the, the, the time that we're in moving, you know, the forced move to digital, but then also the forced sort of move to globalization, if you really think about it. So non-traditional companies that move to e-commerce or, or in a digital front now can basically, you know, sell and receive from overseas, which I'm sure 
is going to lead to you know new new verticals and new new markets and trends there for you guys you know obviously you're you're just getting to market now been been in beta for a few few months now but where where do you plan on taking taking the product as far as you know in your future future goals i obviously it's acquisition now and and get get people onto the platform but just in general, it might not even be Dunbridge, just as, as uh, the industry itself. Where do you see the next couple of years moving to and, and, and starting to you know, look at different areas as far as expanding? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, as you say, I mean, we're really hyper-focused on acquisition at this point, technology, product, and acquisition. Those are kind of our three kind of pillars at this point. So making sure that we nail each one of those from a go-to-market strategy, uh, that's really what we're focused on. But if I'm looking ahead, you know, it, there's a lot of ancillary services and, and secondary services that, that can bolt on to kind of the customer base that we create. So whether it's uh, invoice financing, you know, working capital financing, all that kind of stuff, you know, we're, we're looking to, to, to really support kind of global operating businesses in everything they need in their payments world. So if there's, you know, working capital that can, that can work directly into our platform that will allow people to you know, pay their invoices ahead of time, maybe get a discount from their suppliers if they're paying ahead of time via, via invoice factoring. You know, there's all kinds of these different things that, that we're starting to think through. But, you know, for now, really what we want to do is making sure that we control our costs correctly, we go to market correctly. And by doing that, we pass those savings down to our customers. And that's really something that we've learned kind of in the industry here over the last little while is, you know, you've got to plan correctly to grow correctly. And uh, sorry, that sounds like such a cliche, but, you know, if you're not uh, effectively managing your costs, unfortunately, those loss of savings rolls back down, you end up raising your prices to customers, it's not as attractive as a product. So if we can do, if we can run a lean and effective company, which we think we are, and we can, that, that maintains our tight margins for our customers. And that just makes the product kind of, kind of more interesting. But, you know, from where we think the industry is going, certainly it's going to expand outside of just payments and outside of just receivables, but kind of to, to a full service type, type of corporate platform that will, that will be able to manage everything from financing through to, through to payments and receivables. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, traditionally you'd be able to get away with maybe having a, a slick user experience and platform with higher costs or vice versa, low costs, but, you know, the user experience would take, would take a back seat. I think now there's, you know, a lot of opportunities out there where the, at the end customer is really not going to, 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 to take the, the, the fail on both of those. So right. uh, they need, they need a slick product, user experience, and they need, they need low cost and, and they want to see the value out there because it's, it's out there and the transparency is there. And I think you guys are providing, you know, all of that in addition to the expertise and, and uh, knowledge in the space to really help uh, navigate these, these, these businesses through. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I, you know, I think we've covered a lot that we planned on talking about, but did you, did you want anything to add here for our listeners? You know, there's partnership opportunities for our, you know, our listeners to connect with you guys and I'd love to hear any of your last thoughts before we close down. Yeah, I think, you know, we certainly, you know, any, anybody that's interested in, in partnerships opportunities, we, you know, we are, uh, well-versed in that type of market. So, you know, we can, uh, we can very quickly and easily, you know, talk about what that looks like. So happy to have those discussions with, with listeners. I think really what, you know, what we're interested in is, is just making sure that, or at least, you know, letting the market know that, you know, the planning that, w- that has gone into us launching Dunbridge has been very meticulous. And, that's, and we've done that for, for a very specific reason um, in that uh, a little bit about what I said kind of a minute ago is 
you know, we, we spent a long time doing business planning. We spent a long time um, figuring out where the costs needed to be spent to be able to, to launch this business effectively that will really benefit our end customer. So, um, you know, the, the amount of, of time and energy that, that we put in on the front end, we're hoping that comes out for customers on the back end. So, um, you know, our go-to-market strategy is very uh, unique and is, and is also extremely kind of precise. So, you know, I think, uh, I think that's, uh, that, that's important for us, but also for anybody else, you know, starting a similar type of business is, you know, you've got to understand where the opportunities in the market are. You've got to be able to run lean because running lean is actually kind of, is actually kind of the, new, the new way of doing business from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, whereas five or 10 years ago, it may have been, um, you know, gain customers at all costs and figure it out after. I think more where the market is going now is how do you run lean and how do you become profitable quickly um, and not bleed cash? And that, that's really is something that uh, at Dunbridge we're, we're really thinking through so that we can become, you know, a more sustainable and, and a more profitable type of company that, again, you know, that passes down to our customers from, from a stability standpoint, even, even more in particularly. So, yeah, I think those are, those are some of the key things that, you know, we're, we're looking at from a business perspective and, and some of my, you know, main thoughts about the industry overall. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I can definitely attest to that. I've been working with you guys for, I think, close to a year now. And I definitely read, read through and, and helped, uh, you know, understand the business model. It's, it's really impressive. And you guys obviously, you know, put a lot of work into it. And so I'm really excited to see, to see this grow um, and, you know, uh, along the journey and anything that, um, you know, we can do to, to help assist, obviously, uh, we, we, we do that as well. So, well, Alex, it was really good to have you on today. We'll be sure to share your information and Dunbridge uh, so any partnership opportunities can be in contact uh, in a seamless aspect. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, really good to have you on and wish you luck uh, moving forward. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. You got it. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.